Coming to you from beautiful Santa Barbara, California. Promoting peace, healthy living and happiness. It's the Peace Podcast with host Barbara Gahn-Mueller. Welcome to peacepodcast.org. Think about that, peacepodcast.org. And you see behind me the words peace is possible. I almost feel like let's take the word possible out and let's just say peace is. So much peace is already on our planet, but so much peace has potential to even enter into places where maybe it isn't so peaceful. And that's why I do Peace Podcasts for peace, mutually assured survival, and a healthy planet. Just think, if we have peace on our planet, the joy we will have and the happiness we will have, to be able to wake up in the morning and feel secure that I am going to be able to live my destiny. My friend in Costa Rica I was talking to yesterday said, 2023 is a very special year. And anybody who's alive in 2023 is going to be experiencing peace beyond their wildest dreams. And so that's why I invited Anila Corey, and I'm going to pronounce your last name, Caricido, mm -hmm. and her, aka Annie. So I'm going to be calling her Annie today. I got to meet Annie because of her talents. She is an intern, and she should be the president of the Rotary Action Group for Peace, but she is an intern with our social media group, and that's where I got to watch this woman shine. She shines. I was telling her when I started to read about her, what she has been doing in programs like the program for World Beyond War, a member of the World Beyond War or Youth Network, External Relations Chair, liaison with the board and the Youth Network. She is from Venezuela. Now that's the sad part. Maybe that's what formed her because she was in Venezuela during the uprising. And it was she who got past the uprising, joined the Model UN, joined the Rotary Club, Rotary. Tell me all the things you've been involved with Rotary, Anila. They are just a lot. I started as an interactor. I started when I was 16 in the Interact Club of Valencia, my hometown, and my parents then joined Rotary. So we, we joined the Rotary family together. After Interact, I did my Rotary Youth Exchange in the U.S., in Southern Mississippi. In Youth Exchange, I got involved in my inner club in the States as well. And then after that, that the pandemic started, I just got involved in Rotary in every single thing that there is in the district level and the zone. Um, and there, of course, the Rotary Action Group for Peace. Um, my friends and I started a youth network in Rotary, and we are 900 students from 80 That's different countries. That's what I countries. can't get over. You started a youth network <laughs> during the pandemic when everybody else was saying, oh, no, I can't do anything. Do you think yes. Angela said, no, oh, no, I can't do anything? Yeah, no, it was just, um. so it was, it was it's a crazy story, actually. Um. Well, the COVID pandemic started, and I was stuck in the U.S. as a foreign exchange student because I wasn't able to go home because of the situation in Venezuela um but I so as I said I was in Interact and I knew a couple of people in Interact in Venezuela and in the U.S. and a couple of other countries and we decided to do something we couldn't as Paul Harris will have done we said we need to take action we need to gather our ideas so it started as a Zoom meeting 
uh, and it grew to be a youth network and, and it's it's incredible. It's it's just out of the world. We went to Houston and presented a breakout session in the Houston convention in the Rotary International Convention. Convention in Houston. And you started the Rotary Youth Network. Yes. Yes, um, we call it Ryan now, and I'm very happy to have a an amazing team. And I'm not part of the board anymore. I'm just an advisor, so that's that's great. <laughs> and you are a member of sure the uh, so many different committees. I mean, I just when I put her on today, when I picked up my um, piece podcast, I said, "You're a rock star. How have you done so much? <laughs> You're only 21 years old." So let me ask you a question: Do you think your growing up in Venezuela, in the midst of the political and social crisis, contributed to the passion you have? And you are a passionate woman for peace. Absolutely. Um, when when I, I was born in 2001, and it's what I be, what I think it's the beginning of the the crisis and I had the opportunity to see the country going bad and worse and worse and worse but I I want to believe that I was always in a little bubble created by my parents where everything was okay and we were doing stuff for the community and we were creating good in the community even though outside we had protests and we didn't have electricity and we didn't have running water in our house was always was like a net a net of um a hub of ideas of how are we going to do this better from two different perspectives because my dad he was in the military and he's a security guy and my mom was a lawyer and, and very creative so it's um and then we, we started um going to the community center in Caracas which is the capital and it's just the greatest thinkers of Venezuela we just gather there um to make Venezuela a better place and it's 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 great to see it from now, from far and see the story of how it was hard and it was complicated, but we were always trying to do good. Well, you were a high school student during this period, weren't you? So tell me about yeah. that. You were telling me earlier in our pre-conversation, you said, I was bored in high school and what saved you? Um, The model of UN. Um, the, the, the this I don't know if you guys have heard about it, but it's basically a simulation of the sessions of the United Nations, um, and the students. Did, well, every um, we did it in high school, but it's usually college, um, and we learn every single conference about a different topic, and we were in a different commission or committee in the UN representing. It's like the General Assembly, right? You were the General a, Assembly. Yes. Yeah, sometimes we were specialized committees. Sometimes okay. we got to be in the Security Council, for example, um, yeah. or the um, uh, UNESCO or UNICEF. We were. I was always with uh, human rights and good things. I did not like the Security Council. I never <laughs> went there because it was always war and things, and it was not my thing. Um, but it's really cool. It was awesome to represent different countries and sometimes countries that I didn't necessarily agree with, but I needed to represent their best interests and their, it was, it was really cool. I love that. I did it for five years and I was mentioning, I was very, very bored in high school and I didn't like it, but I spent most of my time in the Mall of Yuan. So it's, it's really cool experience. 
Well, I, you know, I was telling um, Annie that we went to Texas because in Arlington, Texas, they started the Robert Mueller School and they have the model elementary United Nations. 10,000 oh. students in 31 years have gone through this model education for elementary. Model United Nations bring in the power of the United Nations. And if, if you don't understand it, go to the Model UN and, and just take a look at what can be done. A UCSDB here in Santa Barbara has a Model UN and it is a powerful one. Now, Annie, you had the ultimate gift. You were elected Secretary General. What was that like? Oh, it's great. I, well, when I started high school, I wanted to be Secretary General of the conference of my school. Um, and it was very competitive because it's there's one Secretary General every year and there are 20, 30 students in every um, class wanting to be Secretary General. Um, but I, I just built my mind into it and I went to every single conference that there was and I attended and I got elected to be. And what it means is that I was kind of the higher authority and I on, on the that year in my school, um, and I also got to organize a model of you, and I got to organize a conference. And mine was um, supposed to be in 2019. And 2019 was the year where Venezuela went completely nuts, and we had two presidents, two Congress, and two Supreme Courts. And half of the scene that was my senior year. Half of my senior year we spent in um in our houses because there were protests outside, and we couldn't go outside. It was it was crazy, and of the, the the week the week that I was supposed to be the secretary general of the model of UN we spent a week without electricity and it, it was just it was a great challenge to organize an event for 400 students in a hyperinflation we had to do everything we had to do the the fundraiser the organizing the committees and the topics and everything 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 but um we had a great team and we pulled through and it was great it was you great and we involved yeah, nothing stopped Annie. Nothing stopped Annie and <laughs> the Model UN Committee. And that's what it takes to bring peace. Don't let anything get in your way. Keep going, right, Annie? What's your advice from and, people in turmoil? Yeah, I think it's 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 always going to be hard. The thing is, how do you adapt to the situation and how do you make the best out of it? For example, we couldn't do the model of UN that weekend because we didn't have electricity the week before. So we were we weren't ready. Um and we completely transformed how our city understood the model of UN. We added Rotary. I was in the internet club at that time. So we did a service project during the model of UN. We invited people to bring their own bottles of water. So we couldn't we wouldn't use plastic. We or um we didn't generate any plastic during that weekend. Um, we changed it. We changed everything, and it, it it was very disruptive. And everybody was thought it was great because we we had to we had to adapt, and it was it was a great um learning experience. And I, I was seventeen years old doing this, and now I feel like nothing can stop me. I feel like if I did that when I was seventeen, I can do whatever. <laughs> That's the spirit. And Anna, you have the spirit. You know, Rotary has that spirit. I've seen you in our meetings. And you know, you don't step back if our group of people older than 40 say something that you're not in. You'll raise your little hand, you know, the little hand at the bottom, raise your hand and you'll say, <laughs> I'm thinking and we pay attention. 
because Annie realizes the value of her opinion. She doesn't hold back. She brings her opinion. And that's what, if I were to give our younger generation any advice, do what Maya Angelou said. Words are wonderful on paper, but it's the human voice that makes them come alive. As you're listening to Annie, her voice is just like, a goal. It says, okay, now go. You can do this. Anybody can do this. If I can do this. It's your time. And this is what I want people to get. Now, Annie, Rotary and the Model United Nations have a lot in common. Have you noticed that? Yes. Um, and I just recently did. I realized that a lot of people, casual in the youth network, the majority of us serving in a leadership position have been in the model of UN at some point and we didn't know that we are from different countries different backgrounds we didn't know each other before but we realized that the majority of us have been in some form involved in the model of UN and we realized that the model of UN is the theory we learn about the world we learn about the world problems and we learn how to solve that or how to try <laughs> um how to write resolutions how to write proposals and then we go to Rotary and we have the opportunity to actually execute these projects and not say, okay, we are very concerned about the human rights of kids in Yemen. With Rotary, we say, we're going to do this with these resources and these structures to, to take action and to do something about it. So it's great. And there's actually um, a Rotary model of UN um, that they meet every year. I don't think we, they have done it since COVID, but um, I think there's a lot of potential to breach um, the model of UN and Rotary. Oh, I agree with you because I, my husband was assistant secretary general at the UN and we would go to these model UNs. And what I found was that there was so much similarity and we would speak to rotary clubs and we would then go speak at the model United Nations. And then we'd go speak at her. And there was so much similarity because mm -hmm. people want peace and you have to work for it. It's not going to happen just because you want it. And you may have to do it Annie did have to put up with a lot of no electricity, put up with no microphones, and maybe figure out a new way to do something. Because you're a Rotary Youth Exchange, too. How has that worked for you, Rotary Youth Exchange? Oh, so, um, so when I was 17, my parents and I decided that I was going to become an exchange student um, through Rotary. So I left Venezuela to come to Southern Mississippi and learn English. I didn't speak English when I came here in 2019 and I went to a high school here in America and learn about the culture and learn and get immersed um, in the American culture and share a little bit of the Venezuelan culture here. It was a great experience. I learned a lot about myself. I learned how to be independent, how to solve my own problems because I didn't have my mom to do it. And it, it, was, it, was, it was great. And I made lifelong friendships and my American family is now my like my own family um and it just opened the world of Rotary to me I learned about Rotary really through my exchange it's great Rotary is an amazing organization and it gives you a sense of belonging and the youth yes. exchange gives you a bigger sense of belonging and a trusting way that you can in learn about a new culture and learn about a new country and it's just mm -hmm. Beautiful. And so, Annie, I've been trying to bridge the gap between my 105 podcasts and the youth today because there's so much wisdom. And you said you've been listening to them. But what have you gotten out of it? And how can we bridge that gap? It's almost like we want to build the little bridge and say, 
come on over. And then I want to hear what you the, the, you think about these different podcasts. So like if we were to take, um, let's just take somebody, somebody who's already been on these podcasts and maybe have a youth group listen to them and tell me what they got out of it. So what is your thinking? Yeah, I love, uh, love listening to your podcast. I especially um, love the one with Dr. Todd Jenkins. Oh, wasn't um, he great? Dr. Uh, Todd Jenkins. Bowtie, yes. Um, he's also my big brother. He's one of my uh, mentors, and I just love hey. listening to him and, and love the conversation that you guys had. Um, I think they are great conversation. It's just a matter of putting it in the rather of use. So, how do we reach them, right? What are the communications that we use? I use Instagram and TikTok. Um, in in so just put it in in use um youth faces and 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 words um He's i think my example isn't he you could go on instagram and get people to watch bowtie which would bring them into the podcast right exactly yes um let's make that and, experiment happen let's see what we can do okay keep talking yeah i can i can well whenever we finish this i'll post a picture of my stories and say hey everybody just go and listen to the podcast and find a way to do it um another way is i think through um education to institutions maybe um college or high schools that they learn about peace they can use this as a case study so to speak and we can listen to it in a class and then comment um that might be an option um but yeah i think instagram and, and for the even younger generation that mine tiktok is the way to go Oh, my goodness. That's wonderful. So, Annie, um, I always ask at the end of these podcasts, what's your dream for the planet and um, what would you like to say? And where can we find out more about you? Uh, I would love just a word of peace, a word, a word of compassion and where everybody's in empowered and unlocking their power to take action, to change things that they don't like. Um yeah, I really, really hope peace for Venezuela, especially, um, and, and stability for Venezuela and for all, all the countries that are going through tough times that sadly they are a lot. Um, but we're we're working on it and there are good people everywhere um, doing good things. I am on Facebook and, and is Aniela Carracedo and on Instagram is aniela.ca. Um, I'm also on TikTok. It is Annie.Rotary. So that's an easy one. <laughs> and you're also on World Beyond War. And when I yes. went to World Beyond War, I said, this is a rock star. Annie's <laughs> done so much. And they just, got, throughout her five years of high school, she participated in the Model United Nations, attended 20 conferences, the majority of which were stimulating the functioning of the UN committees, peace, human rights, and related humanitarian issues. That's Annie in a nutshell. <laughs> so go to World Beyond War and put in Anila, A-N-N-I-E-L-A, Corridor. say your last name. Carracedo. Oh, isn't that beautiful? C-A-R-R-A-C-E-D-O, <laughs> a.k.a. Annie. Now, Annie, we want to know, what is it that motivates you, gives you this energy, this spark that you can do more than any youth I know? I think all of us can do it. We just need to unlock the power that there is within us. Um, and it's finding that that makes us passionate and finding that little modern that makes 
does go in, in mind. I think it's to help really um, because of the struggle that I've lived through. I, I really want to help not just Venezuela, but everybody else that's going through tough stuff. But I feel like we just need to unlock the power of youth. We need to give youth, give us a platform to do something um, and guide us through the process. That's That's what I think. Isn't that beautiful? Launch the power of youth. Today we began something new. We're going to launch the power of youth through, and Annie has such a model for that. I'm Barbara Gon Mueller, and you've been listening to Annie, and I know you're going to ask your friends to sit down and listen to Annie with you so that you can have a conversation. What can you do with the situation you're facing today? She was in Venezuela when they didn't even have electricity, and when in Venezuela when there were two different presidents, two different governments trying to monopolize the people who were just wanting to eat breakfast together, live together, have peace together. So, you know, Things are not always perfect, but if you look at Annie, you see that maybe I have a choice, and I think Annie always took that choice. So Annie, is there a last word from you today to motivate the world to take your power and use it? Thank you, Barbara. I want to thank you for the invitation and thank everybody who's listening, um, and just try to adopt and, and do the best we can. Um, thinking about everybody, thinking how it affects everybody else. And yeah, uh, I think so. <laughs> you know, um, I have granddaughters. One looks just like you. And uh -huh. I am so proud of the youth today because I think you're the people that we've been waiting for. And people say that, but I'm, I'm serious. We are really fortunate that you didn't give up. You didn't blame anybody for what happened. You got to work. You went to the Model UN, and here you are today as a stellar, and I'm not exaggerating, Rotarian. <laughs> I've seen her work with the rags. I've seen the newsletter that she produces for the Rotary Action Group for Peace. And I'm going to be putting your picture up on our board of directors, but first we have to nominate <laughs> you and elect you because I want you. All right, darling. Thank you so much. And I'm Don Mueller. And weren't we excited to have Annie today? And <laughs> I thank you with my heart. And be sure you go to Spotify, go on Instagram, pay attention. Todd Bowtie Jenkins is incredible, who was one of her mentors. And I'm Barbara Gunn Mueller. Thank you. Go to peacepodcast.org. <laughs> See you next week.